That's it. All right. Good job. All right. Hold on. You're still here. All right. What if I told you that you had the potential to do those 10 times? What would you think about that? Would you be interested in that? Yeah. Why would you like to be able to do those 10 times? To make you stronger, right? Because strength comes in handy, does it not? I mean, sometimes we need strength. Okay. Now, um, we, I found these 15 pounds. Uh, my wife had these 15 pound weights. I couldn't find any, um, any lighter, but I stopped by Trevor's house and I was able to find these eight pounders. <laughs> so one of the ways, hold on a second. So one of the ways that you get to where you can do those more is you actually start off with lighter weights because you're going to be able to do the, those more reps, and eventually you'll be able to move up to those, okay? So let's, oh, let's face here. Let's see how many you can get of these, all right? So let's, all right, so go ahead. Pull them up. One, two, oh, much quicker. Three, yeah, no problem. Six, seven, let's see if you can get to ten. Eight, nine, ten. Nice job. All right, you can set them down. All right, give me a hand. All right, so here's the deal. Some of you exercise. Why do you exercise? The reason you exercise is because in life you have uh, physical struggles, right? I mean, all of life is a, is a physical challenge. You meet steps when you go places. You have to walk blocks, okay? Uh, why would we lift weights? Because you have lift things in life. There's a lot of stuff sitting out in the fellowship hall. Uh, if you've been back there, we were doing a lot of lifting this week. We were climbing steps, going into the attic, lifting stuff, coming down. And so we exercise because we are going to encounter those things and we want to be prepared for it. That's why we do it. Notice when I asked Stetson, would he want to be able to do those weights more? His answer was yes. Why? Because he's going to need it. But here's the deal. Oftentimes, even though this is what we do with the physical things, when it comes to spiritual things, you know what most of us are doing? Most of us aren't saying, God, give me more weight. I know I can do it. Most of us are saying, God, would you just remove all the weight in my life? God, would you get rid of all the difficult people? God, would you please just make my life nice and comfortable? Now, none of us are praying that in the physical sense, really, because we understand this is what life is about. But what I want to share with you this morning is this. The Lord has purposely, purposely, placed difficult people in your life. You know, the one that you've been praying that God would get rid of? Yeah, yeah. No, God actually put that person in your life. Why did He put that person in your life? Well, that person that He put in your life 
is the eight-pound dumbbell. And He put that eight-pound dumbbell in your life because, why? Because He is preparing you for something. You are a part of His body. He wants to use you, and He wants to eventually use you for the 15-pound dumbbell that's coming up. But instead, what you found yourself sometimes doing is praying, God, would you get rid of the eight-pound dumbbell? Well, guess what? God's not going to get rid of the eight-pound dumbbell because He wants to prepare you. As a matter of fact, you've got more trials coming around the bend. Why? Because you are being prepared. You're being prepared for an eternity with Him. But some of us have gotten the wrong idea because we've heard, quite frankly, just a false gospel. A false gospel that when I follow Jesus, life gets really easy and all I've got to do is have enough faith. But that's not the way it works. You see, when we, uh, when we want to get in better shape, what some of us will even do is we will even hire a personal trainer. Now, what if you were to go in and work out with a personal trainer and that personal trainer never asked you to do any more reps than you always did? What if they never placed any heavier weight in your hands than when uh, you first came in there? I mean, would you want to keep that trainer? I mean, would you be a little insulted? Like, what's going on? Because here's the deal, the whole point that you're going there in the first place is so that you can handle more. Well, guess what? In your walk with the Lord, it's the same way. You see, we don't come to the Lord, give ourselves over in baptism, and then not expect to have any trials. It's kind of like buying the gym membership and never showing up. Any of you ever done that one? What's the point? You get to go around and say, oh yeah, I'm a member of that gym. Great. Have you ever used it? I mean, what's the point? There's no point to it. We give ourselves over to the Lord because the Lord wants to use us. And when we begin to grasp that, we can change our prayers and instead of saying, God, would you get rid of the eight-pound dumbbell? Instead, our prayers get changed and we start saying things like, God, I know that through you I can do this. God, would you give me the strength and the grace? Because here's the deal. God's a good personal trainer and He's not going to give you more than... Uh, what's good for you. Uh, here's a scripture that goes along with that. I, I, I've talked about this before. You know, sometimes people debate, you know, someone will say, oh, God won't give you more than you can handle. And then others are like, oh, no, yeah, he will. Well, here's what that's usually referring to. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says this. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. The Lord allows trials in your life. 
But like a good personal trainer, he's going to push you, but then you know what? He's going to give you times of rest. But is he going to allow you just to rest the whole time? No. He's going to bring you back in. Why? Because that's how we grow. And that's also how we feel alive. Why do people continue to exercise? Because life is produced. You actually begin to feel really good. So why do you go back and push yourself? Because it brings about life. It's the same in the spiritual realm. God will allow trials in your life. He will allow difficult people because of this. He wants you to lean into Him. He wants it to be more than you can bear yourself, okay? But He will show you the way so that you can endure. Stetson could only do five with the 15s. But you know what? He's got the potential to do more. And if he, if he works at it and he has someone lead him into it, he's going to be able to do more. But if he says, oh, just get rid of it, guess what? He's never going to be able to do it. That's not what God is looking for out of us. The scripture I want to go to this morning, our main text, is found in Judges. Judges chapter 2. Um, I want to begin in verse 16 uh, just to give some context to this, and then we're going to get down to verse 20. But one of the things that you see as you read through the book of Judges, and, and, and even before this and, and even after it when you get into the kings and so on, is that people would uh, be blessed of the Lord, okay? And then what would happen is they would start to think, I don't really need the Lord. I can do this on my own. Or, or you know, this other God over here, this looks a little easier. I'm, I'm going to go check out this other God. And then what would happen is their life would end up being very oppressed and it'd be very difficult. And the next thing you know, they're crying out and they're like, God, rescue me, rescue me. And then he'd come in and he would rescue them. And that would go on for a while. But then what would happen is they would forget. Well, One of the things that you're going to see in this text is that God tells them he purposely left difficulty in their life. And the purpose was to test them. But what that test is really about is to drive them to the Lord. As you face difficulties in your life, you've got a couple choices. You can get mad and you can whine. God, why are you allowing this? Or you can trust Him and you can lean into Him and know that He has something really good planned for it. Verse 16 says this, Then the Lord raised up judges to rescue the Israelites from their attackers. Yet Israel did not listen to the judges, but prostituted themselves by worshiping other gods. How quickly they turned away from the path of their ancestors who had walked in obedience to the Lord's commands. So their ancestors, the ones before them, are walking in obedience. And then guess what comes from that obedience? Blessing. Blessing comes from that obedience. Then the next generation comes up and they're experiencing all this blessing and they're starting to think, I don't really need the Lord. I can do this on my own. And then what happens is they lose the blessing. Verse 18, Whenever the Lord raised up a judge over Israel, He was with that judge and rescued the people from their enemies throughout the judge's lifetime. For the Lord took pity on His people 
who were burdened by oppression and suffering. But when the judge died, the people returned to their corrupt ways, behaving worse than those who had lived before them. They went after other gods, serving and worshiping them, and they refused to give up their evil practices and stubborn ways. Now verse 20, here's where I really want to look into. So the Lord burned with anger against Israel. He said, because these people have violated my covenant, which I made with their ancestors, and have ignored my commands, I will no longer drive out the nations that Joshua left unconquered when he died. I did this to test Israel to see whether or not they would follow the ways of the Lord as their ancestors did. That is why the Lord left those nations in place. He did not quickly drive them out or allow Joshua to conquer them all. Now, what does the Israelites have to do with you? Well, if you are following God, you are a child of God. These were His people. You are His people if you are following God. God has purposely not driven out all of those in your life that do not follow Him. As a matter of fact, sometimes He gives power to those who don't acknowledge Him, don't follow Him, and it's all because He wants to work in your life. Right now, if you're reading through the Bible plan we're doing, you're going to be going through Romans. And you're going to hear Paul talk about this. You're going to hear Paul talk about the fact that God has created certain people, okay? And He allows them to live that do not acknowledge Him. And He allows them to continue living because He wants to use them to train those who do follow Him. So the difficult people in your life, what if, what if they were there because God wanted them to be there? If that's the case, then instead of praying, God, would you remove so-and-so? God, would you make this easier? What if you changed the prayer and said, God, what are you trying to get out of me in this? Lord, would you give me the strength to endure this so that I can accomplish what you want me to accomplish? You know, one of the things I find interesting, for those of you who've done any kind of overseas mission trips, one of the things that I have found into the different countries that I've been to is that followers of the Lord in other countries, for the most part, are not praying that God would just remove the difficulties. Because they just understand this is part of life. This is part of the way that God has arranged things. Instead, what they find themselves praying for is that God would give them the strength. Because that's what they're wanting. It's, it's an honor to them. I, I mean, if you're someone who's working out and a trainer comes over to you and gives you a massive weight, that's an honor. It's like, okay... He thinks or she thinks that I can really do this. You know, I've been working this at this a while. I mean, it's, it's an honor. And so in that moment, what we're doing is, God, help me. Help me to be able to do this. But what we've been taught in so much of the American church is that, no, 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 God wants to take those things away from you. 
But we don't find that in the Word. And again, in so many other countries, we don't find that. Why? Because God has purposes. Now, His purposes is not just to make your life difficult. That's not what He's doing. I want to look at another scripture. James 1.12. James 1.12 says this, God blesses, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love Him. And remember, you are being tempted. When you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and He never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful desires, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. God is not the one that tempts us. God is not the one that brings about death. But you know what? He will allow things in your life. Why? Because He wants to grow you because He wants to bless you. That's why He's allowing it in your life. He actually wants to bring about blessing. He's not wanting to bring about death. But when I get into the place that I'm simply saying, God, take this away, I'm missing the whole point of what God is trying to do in my life. God is not tempting me. God is placing things in my life in order to drive me towards Him. He's not putting something in my life so that I will fail. That's not, that's not what He's doing. But it can start to feel like that. Because when, when I start to give in to temptation, and I continue to give in to temptation, we can start to, to get mad at God. I mean, that's what we found when you read through the Old Testament. You know, they would start to get mad at God. God, why are you allowing these nations to oppress us? God, why are you allowing this to happen? And the whole reality was, it was all a result of their choices. They were actually leaning on God. They were trying to walk in their own strength. And in our culture, that's what we found. We found a, 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 we're a people that have been unbelievably blessed, but out of that blessing, what we've now done is we've said, uh, you know, we've got the strength, you know, the, the, the American spirit we talk about. The American spirit is not going to get you anywhere. The spirit of the Lord will get you the impossible, but it means surrendering ourselves and looking to Him. And that's what the Lord's after. And so He's going to allow difficulties in our life. If I'm praying that God will take away the difficulties and then thinking that once it's gone, I'm good, that's not how it works. This morning in a Sunday school, we were talking about fasting. You know, fasting is a way that you can actually bring difficulty into your life. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because it has benefit. Why would you go and in, you know, inflict pain on yourself with weights? Because it has benefit. And here's the thing. For those of us who do any kind of exercise, here's what we know. If we don't inflict this pain on ourselves, you know what? Life's going to inflict a whole lot more pain on us. 
this is actually the better option. The same is true for fasting and other things. Even though it's difficult, when you engage in those things, it actually prepares you for life so that you're better able to handle it. When I say no to those things, when I say no to the things that God calls me to that are a discipline, okay? Reading the Word is discipline. You know, again, we've been talking about that as a church. It's a discipline. Um, serving others is discipline. Fasting is discipline. I mean, all of these things are disciplines. Why would you do them? Because if you don't, here's the deal. Life is going to deal out struggles. And they are going to be way harder than the disciplines that the Lord is calling you to. You cannot earn anything, okay, when it comes to walking with the Lord, but the Lord is going to ask everything of you because He wants to use us. We are people that have a choice. I can choose whether I'm going to follow the Lord or not. He gives me that choice. But He asks that I would give Him everything. God is training you. If you found yourself praying, whatever it is, remove this, remove that, I just want to encourage you to change your strategy. Understand that God is honoring you. Think about this. Think about the various people in Scripture um, that, that God didn't just give things to. He blessed them, but He didn't just give them to. You know, you think about Abraham, for instance. God promised that he was going to make a great nation out of him, but it had to come through a son. But if you read that account, he had to wait a long time for a son. Why? Because God was growing him. He was teaching him to really look to God so that God could really bless him. You think about David, King David. God came and said, I'm going to make you king. Put him right in there? No. He went through years of trials. Why did he go through years of trials? Because the trial of being king was going to be a huge weight. And so God was preparing him so that when he got to that place, he wasn't crushed. Moses, God was going to use him to deliver the people. I mean, do you want to be somebody that God uses in that way? I do. Well, if that's going to be the case, then guess what? God had to take me through trials. So what did God do with Moses? God took him out and had him watch sheep for 40 years after he was already 40. Why? Because he's preparing him. This was part of the trials. What are you going through right now that's a trial? There are things in your life that God has arranged that are trials. And it's okay at times to ask God to Obviously, heal something, okay? Or remove something. But first, we need to ask God, what, what are you doing here, Lord? What are you wanting of me? Is this something where I need to have the faith to ask you to heal or remove or whatever? Or is this something where I need faith and the strength to endure because you're trying to shape something in my heart? I mean, even when you go to the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, God left a test there. Even then, all through Scripture, it's been there. Noah, he was going to rescue Noah and his family. And he told Noah what he, how he was going to do it. But did he immediately do it? No. 
Noah had to build this boat and look like an idiot for years and years and years and years until finally God rescued him. But think about all that time until he rescued him. It was a trial. He, He had to really put his faith in the Lord because he wasn't seeing the results of it. Right now, you're being asked through the various things in your life to put your faith in the Lord and to trust him. And you're not seeing the results yet. And it's not because, you know, you're not good enough or He's trying to punish you. He's honoring you and He's shaping you. But we need to ask, Lord, what are you doing in me right now? What are you asking of me? Give me the strength, Lord. I trust you. I know that it's good. Father, thank you, Lord, that you...